This is the Relic Radio Show, old-time radio entertainment still standing the test of time from RelicRadio.com. Welcome back to the Relic Radio Show. Our hour of radio drama begins with I Love Adventure this week. We'll hear their story from July 11th, 1948, titled Hearse on the Highway. After that, it's Now Hear This and Operation Submarine. That one aired July 8th, 1951. The American Broadcasting Company presents I Love Adventure. Incident number 12, Curse on the Highway, a new Carlton E. Morse production featuring Jack, Doc, and Reggie. o'clock on a cold, rainy night on a state highway curving along the coast of Southern California. Jack Packard and Doc Long are in the cab of a two-ton delivery truck, attired in the khaki uniforms and peaked caps usually worn by truck drivers. Doc is at the wheel, peering anxiously through the foggy windshield at the barely visible white line down the middle of the road. Jack seems more interested in the side roads intersecting the main highway and adjust the wind wings so he can see out as they speed along. Jack, you have to keep that wing open. This cab's like an icebox already. Bear up a little longer, Doc. We've almost finished our day's work. Night's work, you mean. And just what is our work? Why, we're truckers, of course. Anybody can tell that from our clothes. Oh, what's the idea, Jack? Why are we wearing this disguise? Why are we driving up and down the highway for three nights running looking for something? And what are we looking for? Why don't you let me in on it? Well, I had what I thought was a pretty good reason for keeping you in the dark, but it doesn't seem to be working out. You keep telling me to keep my eyes open, but what for? Hijackers. Hijackers? Is that what we're looking for? That's it. Why didn't you tell me? I might have noticed something. Well, I knew what we were looking for, and I haven't noticed anything. Hmm. Hijackers, huh? I've been reading about it in the papers. They having a regular epidemic down here, ain't they? Yeah, I've been going on for months now. Local police have been yelling for help. That's why we're here. Well, are we working with the police? No, we're working for the Citizens Welfare Committee. Well, who are they? The local welfare organization. Semi-political, I believe. Anyhow, they think this hijacking business is a reflection on the fair name of Southern California, and they want to stop. You mean they want us to stop it? That's about it. We report to Xavier Carmichael, chairman of the committee. Well, son, how'd they happen to pick on us? Well, we got a telegram from this Mr. Carmichael asked me to come down here for an interview last week. He's got headquarters in an office building in downtown Santa Lorenzo. So you come all the way down here to see him? Yeah, I came down to see him. Come in, Mr. Packard. I know you by reputation, and it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, thanks, Mr. Carmichael. I'm flattered, I'm sure. Well, we're not as far out of the world as you might think. We know what's going on. Now, sit down, please. Oh, thanks. What's it all about? Well, undoubtedly, you've read about the wave of hijacking going on down here. Yes, I have. Several truck drivers murdered, I believe. That's right. Well, Mr. Packard, as chairman of the Citizens' Welfare Committee, I am prepared to offer you a good fee and expenses to get at the bottom of this hijacking for us. You mean to work with the local police? Absolutely not. But the local police follow their own clues. As citizens whom I represent have sent for you to do the cleanup job alone. Well, what's wrong with the police? Oh, we're just tired of this hijacking and nothing done. We don't blame the police, but we want some action. I know you're Sheriff Hunley by reputation. I always thought he was a very capable man. Well, you see how capable he is. Practically every load of liquor and cigarettes that leaves the Santa Lorenzo Consolidated Warehouses is hijacked. In fact, it almost looks like a put-up job, and... 
With us being so close to the border, we're stymied. You mean you think Sheriff Hunley... That's not Hunley himself, but someone under him. I'm not accusing anyone until I get the facts. That's what I want you for. Uh, I'm interested, Mr. Carmichael. It may take time, but I'll have a try if you like. We're willing to stand a reasonable amount of expense. I've made out a check for your first week's services. Well, that's pretty generous. And by the way, have you any suggestions? Any place where you want us to begin operations? That's your business, sir. I won't attempt to tell you how to go about it. Mm-hmm. Play it any way I see it, huh? Exactly. Well, that sounds all right. Good afternoon. Good luck, Mr. Packard. So that's how we happen to be here, Doc. I bet you the police will yell bloody murder if we break this case. Oh, say, son, I thought that Sheriff Huntley was a friend of yours. He was. Still is, I hope. Well, does he know we in town? Sure. I went to see him, too. Well, if it isn't Jack Packard himself. I haven't seen you in a coon's age. Well, how are you, Sheriff? I thought you'd be back in the Army now. They're looking for good top sergeants again. <laughs> I tried, but they said I was too old. What are you doing down here anyway, Packard? Don't you know? Well, now that you come right out and ask me, yes, I do. You're working for Xavier Carmichael. I can see he doesn't keep a secret very well. Yeah, what can you expect from amateurs? Any objections to my new assignment? No, not at all. I'm just as anxious to get this hijacking business cleared up as Carmichael. More, in fact. Hey, just what is Carmichael's racket? Oh, he's made a pile of dough in the drug business. He's organized this citizen's welfare committee as a hobby. And they, they do a lot of good and help the veterans and write to the newspapers and all that. Mm. I wouldn't say you two were exactly working together. Uh, no, no opposite sides of the political fence. Well, I'd like to cooperate with you on this business, Sheriff, but my orders are to go it alone. Oh, I understand, Jack. You can't always pick your clients. It was nice of you to come and see me. Under the circumstances, I doubted if you wouldn't. Well, uh, don't spill my play, huh? I imagine Carmichael will hit the ceiling if he knew. Uh, you can depend on me. If you need any help, don't worry on that score. Well, that's fair enough, Sheriff. Well, I meant it when I said I'm anxious to get the bottom of these hijackings. Several drivers have been killed, friends of mine. Just between ourselves, we haven't been able to get a single lead on the gang that's doing it. They specialize in cigarettes and liquor, I hear. Yeah, yeah and then a fast trip across the border. They seem to know every time a load of the stuff hits the road, there's a leak somewhere. You've already checked the trucking companies? Everyone in the district. Uh, how about the drivers themselves? They don't know what they're carrying until they're on the road. They know it may mean their life if they talk. And too many of them have been killed. No, it's not the drivers. Well, Sheriff, if you haven't been able to crack it, I don't know what I'm doing here. But the fee is good and the job's a job in this game. Well, glad to have you. And don't forget what I said. If you get into any trouble, need any help, just yell. Thanks. And don't think I haven't got the voice for it. Well, I feel a little bit better knowing the sheriff's office ain't gunning for her. Sheriff Hunley's all right. Hey, here comes the truck. He's blinking his light. He's saying hello. Blink back at him. You okay? Hello there, fella. <laughs> Hope he ain't carrying no cigarettes or liquor. If he is, I bet he's none too happy. He gets mighty lonesome on this stretch of highway at night. Not getting nervous, are you? Oh, no, I'm just tired. Plenty of strain watching this white line. Yeah, I know. I'll take the wheel on the way back. When are we going back? As soon as we have a bite to eat. I think there's a cafe along here somewhere. Yeah, down the road, please, sir. A roadside cafe. We ain't tried it yet. Yeah, there are the lights up ahead. Roadside cafe. I can always remember places to eat. Popular place. A lot of trucks parked around. Must be good. That's one thing I've learned about the trucking business. Trucks stop where the eating is good. I uh, hope you're right. Uh, here we are. And am I hungry? Hey, there's a space in between those two trucks. Look it, son. Ain't no wonder there's so many trucks outside. It ain't the food, it's that beautiful blonde. Watch it, Doc. She may not be so dumb either. Yeah. 
Hey, there's a couple of vacant stools down the far end of the counter. Yeah, lead on. Hey, Goldie, how about another egg sandwich and a toast? Egg sandwich? Burn it. Mmm. Nice shape, huh, Jack? Remember what I told you. Yeah, gosh, it's nice to sit down and not have no wheel in your hand. You said it, brother. I see white lines in my sleep. Yeah, I'll be satisfied if I can see them when I'm awake. Hey, Goldie, how's about a couple of cups of Java? Okay, Java coming up. And a menu. Menu's on the blackboard. Yeah, up there on the wall. You fellas haven't been trucking long, have you? No, just breaking in. How'd you know? Oh, I haven't seen you around, and you ain't been here before. You've known about the blackboard. Yeah, we didn't know about this place. Oh, all the truckers hang out here. Mr. Java, you so saw the ice out of your bones. Honey, I thawed out the minute I laid eyes on you. Um, how about a date on my night off? You're talking out of the wrong side of your mouth, pal. Pull the chili for me, please. What'll be for you, Yardbird? How about Saturday night? Booked up two months solid. Get your mind on your ease. I'll buy him a chili. I'm starving. Medium. On two. Hey, don't go away. We're just getting acquainted. I got better company to keep. How you doing, Thing? Hey, I want your little present, Goldie. Hey, Doc, look. Bottle of bonded stuff. Oh, you're a pal, Bing. I got a whole case for you outside. Oh, I'd have been happy with a quart. Hot shot trip, huh? How do you think I got it? I knew you'd make it. You can afford to take me into Los Angeles now. I'll be back Saturday night. I'll be waiting. Excuse me, your stand's ready. Hot shot trip. That's what they call carrying an important load, Doc. Yeah, get it. Oh, I'm sorry, Bing. I didn't know Goldie was your gal. That's uh, all right, fella. I've been trying to make the grade a long time. Yeah, she's worth waiting for. If you ever get fed up, let me have your place in the line. Two chilies makes sense. I'll eat on the way, Goldie. I got to step on it now. Okay. Bye, Bing. Be seeing you. I'll leave the case in the storeroom. Oh, swell. Bye, Goldie. Hey, uh, honey, is this radio work? Sure. But you got to turn it on. Takes a minute to warm up. Hmm. Took me less than that to warm up to you, baby. Ah, uh, I bet you're wonderful on a dance floor. I can stomp a little, if that's what you mean. Well, look, now that Bing's gone, we can get down to business. Hey, don't go away. Sorry, I gotta phone my mother. Well, let me treat you. Here's a nickel. Why not? I'm thankful for small favors. Well, when you get through talking, can I come see you in the phone booth? No, not tonight. There's onions in that chili. You don't seem to be going over so well. Oh, she's just playing hard to get. Uh, we don't want any trouble with this fellow Bing. Less attention we attract, the better. Oh, gold is just being nice to him on account of the bottle goods. Yeah, lots of static around here. No, that's Goldie calling her mother. On my nickel, too. It better be her mother. Well, I've had enough. How about you? I could stand a piece of pie. You mean you want to hang around that waitress? Well, it'll probably break her heart if I don't wait to see her. Come on, Doc. Forget it. Well, how about paying her check? I left money. Here we go. Now you can see for yourself how hard it is to drive in this rain. Yeah, kind of tough on the eyes. Glad we had that hot chili. I wonder what drivers done before they had windshield wipers. Hey, what's that up ahead? Looks like a fire. Somebody's burning trash. In this rain? Oh, yeah, that is kind of fun. I think it's a flare. Yeah, there's two of them. Sure, somebody's truck broke down. Uh-huh, parked the side of the road. Flares front and back. Slow down, maybe we can help. You know anything about trucks? Only just enough to drive again. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hey, Jack, is a guy underneath working on it? Well, we'll pull alongside and sympathize anyway. Hey, under there, you need any help? Guess he didn't hear you. Hey, there, you in trouble? <laughs> he must be deep. Can you see him? Yeah, well, what you know, it's a friend Bean. Bing? You mean the fellow at the cafe? Yeah, the guy give gold to that lick. We better take a look. Hey, you, you don't Get think... out. I got a hunch something's wrong. Hey, Bing. Bing, can we help you? He hasn't moved. I'm going under there. Hey, look, son. That wrench is taped to his hand. Yeah. We'll shake him. No use. He's dead. Dead? You, you mean... Yeah. Shot through the heart. Oh, poor... Um... 
I guess he was carrying cigarettes and liquor, all right. Come on, we got a job to do. Doing what? I got a hunch. Let's get on it. Slow down. Here's the highway. Well, where to now, son? Turn right. The roadside cafe. The roadside? Say, now, ain't that a mean trick on Goldie? Goldie? Oh, the blonde waitress. Well, why is it a mean trick? Well, being being dead and all, she's probably feeling pretty bad. I, I wouldn't want to take advantage of her. She's a nice kid. How are you going to take advantage of her? Well, son, she kind of likes me, and... Now that her date for Saturday night is busted, I could probably step right into Bing's shoes. And that's just what you're going to do. Jack, you mean that you approve of my interest in Goldie? I not only approve, I'm encouraging it. Well, hey there, you you have had a change of heart. Look, you know what's in this package here? No, I don't. I've been wondering. Looks like a Christmas present. Well, not exactly. It's a gift for Goldie. Oh, a gift for Goldie. Hey, now, you don't mean that no, you... No, no, I'm not trying to beat your time. You're going to present it to the fair young lady yourself. Oh, I am? Well, there must be a catch somewhere. Well, what, what's in the package? A couple of bottles of scotch. No kid. Oh, oh man, is she going to like that? Very much, I think. Well, wait just a minute now, son. Uh, Bing, that other driver, he give her a whole case of liquor just before he was found dead. Well, you wanted to step right into Bing's shoes, didn't you? Not all the way, if you know what I mean. And when she asks if you're hauling cigarettes and liquor, you answer just like Bing did. Well, how was that? Just say, where do you think I got this stuff? Hey, you don't think Goldie had anything to well, do I'm with... Well, I'm going to find out pretty quick. If she's the leak, we're going to be hijacked tonight. You mean you think she finds out from the drivers when they're hauling stuff that the hijackers want? Why not? Oh... Hey, I don't think I like Goldie nearly so much. Well, don't go jumping to conclusions till we prove it. But if we prove it, I won't be here not to like her. You got your gun handy, haven't you? Right here in my shoulder holster. That's how come you asked me twice tonight if I was set for target practice. That's it. And if Goldie says anything about Bing, we know nothing about it. Only what we read in the paper. Right. Even the police don't know we found him. Oh, hey, you didn't identify yourself when you called in from that gas station. No, I just told him I was a motorist passing by. No point in our getting mixed up in it. Well, here's a roadside cafe. I'm pretty excited, but not in just the same way I was last night. Pull in here. That's it. Ain't many trucks here tonight. Well, a little early yet, I guess. Don't forget your package. Yeah, yeah, give it to me. Now, do your stuff, Doc. Remember, this may be the break we've been waiting for. And about time. Well, if you ever made a play for a girl, do it tonight. Oh, now you're talking about the kind of work I was cut out to do, wooing the women. Not that I think you're right about gold. Maybe. Hi, Goldie. Hello. Not so crowded tonight. Nah, never is for seven. Have you missed me, honey? Look, I haven't had to throw anything at you yet, but when I do, I won't miss. Oh, ain't she the kidder? Well, let's sit down. Anywhere, Goldie? Sure, no reserved seats here. Hey, I've been carrying your picture around with me ever since I seen you last, Goldie. Picture? I didn't give you no picture. It's in my mind. I can't see nothing else. Then all I gotta say is, you better let your friend do the drive. Truer words were never spoken. He almost ditched us last night. Okay, well, it be, Jen. Grab a cheese on rye for me. You eating, handsome? Well, thank you for them kind words, Sugarfoot. Oh, I'll just sit right here and look at you. What's eating you? You look as sick as our beef sandwich. He's in love, Goldie. If a guy says give him a date so he can do his share of the trucking. American on rye. Did you have them? Yeah, one for the love lawn, too. Colored? No, we'll take them blank. Just made up a batch. I'll see if it's ready. I'm a doing. Not bad. You better eat something, though. No, uh-uh. If we're going to have action, I shoot better on an empty stomach. You don't seem to be worrying about being in it. No. <laughs> but that's always the effect I have on widows. You should come. Now, don't forget your package. Here you are. First two cups out of the kettle. Um, have you thought any more about Saturday night, Goldie? What about Saturday night? Well, I sort of thought that maybe you might have changed your mind about about going out with me. Oh? You got a car? Well, no, not just exactly. I ain't going nowhere in no truck. Well, it gets you there and it gets you back. What's the difference? 
My chinchilla don't look good in a truck, no thing. Oh, Goldie, now that ain't no way to treat me. After what I brung you, too. Yeah? What did you bring me? Here. That's a present for you. Oh, oh gee, thanks. What is it? Open it up and see. Well, Scotch. This is a surprise. I thought maybe you might like it. It's best brand on the market. Yeah, swell stuff. So you're not hauling these. Well, where you think I got it at? Gee, a hot shot already, Important huh? to slow down the highway. You can't keep a good man down. Yeah, I guess you got a future, all right. Well, I finished my feed bag. You ready, Doc? You at that sandwich already? Sure, but you wouldn't know. You've been in a trance. Hey, uh, Goldie, I, I get automobile for Saturday night. I'll rent one. Okay, handsome. Okay, it's the deal. Come on, Doc. We're behind schedule. All right, all right. Bye, Goldie. I'll see you Saturday. I'll be waiting. Good work, Doc. Mm. Done all right, huh? I'm in. Let's get going. Am I still driving? Yep. Got me a date, too. You know, Jack, is something about yeah, me. Yeah, sure is. It takes a dizzy blonde to see it. Oh, you just jealous. Oh, sure. Boy, I can't wait till Saturday. Aren't you forgetting the reason for your little act in there? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was just an act, wasn't it? I forgot for a minute. Keep your mind on your driving. Now turn around and go back to the cafe. Go back? What? I forgot my cap. Oh, guess I ain't the only one that's always forgetting. Yeah. There wasn't no cop seen me make that U-turn. Turn out your lights as we drive up. Well, why? You want to attract Goldie's attention. Well, okay, they're off. Where you want to park at? Out here on the road. I'll be right out. went in the telephone booth. Oh, I forgot my cap. I thought she might have put it away. Uh, listen to that static on that radio. Always does it if anybody telephones. Yeah. My cap must be around here somewhere. There's a cap on the floor under that stool. Oh, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Go on, quick. North? Right. Step on it. Keep your eyes open. Huh, don't see nothing yet. What are we looking for? Keep your eye peeled. Don't relax for a minute. You think we're sure enough going to get hijacked tonight? I'm sure of it. Huh. Son, the more I think about it, the more I think you've got Goldie pegged wrong. She was in the telephone booth when I went back to the cafe. Well, she might have been calling her mama. Called her mother the night Bing was murdered. Hey, you don't suppose there's a chance of us being murdered, do you? Who knows? Still don't see nothing. We must have come a good 60 miles. 58 to be exact. Maybe they missed us. Maybe we spent too much time back here at that gas station. I don't think so. Uh, son, seeing as how I might not be alive to talk this over with you, why, tell me, how did you know all them police would be waiting for us at the gas station? The little plan I worked out with Sheriff Hunley. <laughs> I turned near fell out of the cab when I seen him. Must have been a couple of dozen of them. Twenty. And every one of them handy with a machine gun. Won't them hijackers be surprised when they find out we carrying a load of police instead of cigarettes and liquor? That's the general idea. Hey, what's that up ahead? Looks like a flare. Yeah, it is a flare. Two of them. You reckon there's a truck in trouble? No. This is what we've been looking for. This, this the hijacking game? Yeah. And you better warn our machine gun crew in the back. Right. Three knocks on the back of the cab. Stay here? Yeah, I'm answered yet. Yeah, there it is. They're ready. We're getting pretty close. What I do now? Slow up for the flares, just as they expect we will. A couple of thugs will probably jump on the running board to try to open the cab doors. Sure yours is locked? Oh, you're tight on the drum. So is mine. Now, when they hit the running boards, be sure the truck is stopped. Throw on the emergency brake and then duck. You understand? Yeah, I got it. 
When the truck stops, suddenly his men will pour out the back and start blasting away with their Tommy guns. Well, can't we get in on the fun? Not unless we have to. They'll be covering us. We're depending on surprise. Hey, there's somebody in the middle of the road. Signaling with a flashlight. Yeah. I guess this is it, all right. All right. You're going to slow down now. Only seems to be just one man. The others are probably hiding behind the truck. Remember your instructions? Yeah. Here we are. Trouble, pal. Can you give me a hand? What's the matter? Hey, what is this? I need some liquor, pal. Stick them up. Get them up, both of you, and get out of the cab. This is stick up? You said it. Open those doors before we drill you. Duck, duck. You don't mind if Doc comes along, too. Yeah, how about me? Oh, not at all. Come on in. Want to congratulate you both. Fine work. Well, same to you, Sheriff. Any of your men hurt seriously? No, that's the best part of it. Only a couple of scratches. And we got ten hijackers. Four dead and six wounded. Well, then I guess we're washed up here. Well, I think we've broken the back of the gang, all right. But I do wish we could have gotten the brains behind it. Uh, none of the wounded hijackers will sing? Well, they claim they got their orders from Bugs Thompson. He died back there on the road. That's too bad. What about the girl, Goldie? Did you pick her up? Yeah, we're working her over. She says she always called Bugs Thompson on the phone. Well, now, maybe Thompson was a brain. No, Thompson was just a thug. He could do the rough stuff, but somebody else did the planning. It was too clever. Oh, then then Goldie was a member of the gang? Sure, she admits it. You're breaking Doc's heart, Sheriff. Doc had a wolfish eye on Goldie. Even gave her a couple of bottles of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's it. Huh? Yeah? And Mr. Xavier Carmichael to see you, Sheriff. Said you sent for him. Carmichael? Uh-oh. This probably means trouble for you, Jack. Oh, I don't think so. In fact, I took the liberty of sending for him in your name, Sheriff. You want him in here? Yeah, do you mind? Uh, show him in. Yes, sir. I'll get him. What's the idea, Jack? That's something you haven't let me in on? Maybe. This way, Mr. Carmichael. Sheriff's right inside. Pretty late hour to be getting me out of bed, Sheriff. Must be something important. What? Packard. Oh, so you know Jack Packard. Packard, what's the meaning of this? I thought I told you... Carmichael, I accuse you of being the mastermind behind the cigarette and liquor hijacking gang. I accuse you... What? Hey, Jack. I accuse you of murder and robbery on the highway. Packard, you must be out of your mind. You must be drunk. Yes, what is this, Packard? This is your mastermind, Sheriff. Carmichael, your gang was rounded up tonight and Bugs Thompson is dead. Bugs Thompson? Never heard of the gentleman. Who is he? I know it seemed like a foolproof setup, Carmichael. None of the gang knew who they were working for except Goldie. Goldie? Yeah, we got her, too. She gave away the whole show. Oh, that two-faced little brat. <laughs> yep. Okay, Sheriff, I, I guess that's that. Well, looks to me like a friend Carmichael's about ready to sign a confession, Jack. How about it, Sheriff? Yeah. Deputy, take him outside and give him pen and paper. It's a pleasure. Come along, you. Jack, what goes on here? You throw me a curve. How'd you happen to suspect Carmichael? He's got wealth, position. What was his motive? Greed. Just plain greed. He was rich, but he wanted to be richer. Yeah, but Goldie, Jack, how come you know she knew Carmichael? Because I listened to her telephone call. But she always called from the booth. How could you hear her? Remember the static on the radio? Yeah. Remember I told you it was the telephone dial? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Well, when I went back to my cap, Goldie was dialing a number. I listened to the clicks over the radio. I counted the clicks and got the number. Granite, 9854. And that was Carmichael's number? I checked with the telephone company and found out the number was a private wire leased to Carmichael. And from what Carmichael said, Goldie not only worked for him, she must have been his girl. Sorry, Doc. Better luck next time. Oh, that's okay, son. She was only a strawberry blonde after all. I never did go for a strawberry blonde very much. Now, now, now you take a real flaming redhead. Not me. You take her. You think I won't? Whoop. I'll take a flaming redhead every time. You have just heard I Love Adventure, a new Carlton E. Morse production featuring Michael Raffetto as Jack Packard and Barton Yarborough as Doc Long. Next week, International Incident Number 13, entitled The Ambassador Ricardo Santos Incident, an affair of death in the African jungles. 
Other players in tonight's show included Lou Krugman, Peggy Weber, Russell Thorson, Frank Richards, and Frank Gerstel. Curse on the Highway was written by Thomas J. Ahern. Organ music by Rex Curry. Your announcer, Dresser Dahlstedt. listening reminder. Laughs and thrills go hand in hand on the wonderful Johnny Fletcher Show, starring Bill Goodwin. Stay tuned. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Now hear this. Now hear this. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with the United States Navy Recruiting Service, presents Now Hear This, dramatic stories based on the personal experiences of those gallant men and women who embody the great traditions of a great service, the United States Navy. After you spent 30-odd years in the Navy, the last 14 answering to now Scott, Chief Boson, you might say you've decided on a career. Now, we have a book entitled Navy Regulations. It's the book, the one you live by. If you're a Chief Boson mate, you get to know this book better than your mother. It covers everything except how to answer the questions of a future admiral. A boat is carried by a ship. We don't have floors and doors, we have decks and hatches. You don't salute a chief and you don't forget to salute an officer. What's upstairs? It's topside. What's in back? It's aft. What's tighter than a sailor's trousers? A submarine. About 10 years ago, I shipped on the USS Barracuda. That's a little fish with a big bite. She inherited the name from a little sister who roamed the seas around 1913. All told, there were 75 men in offices. 75 full-grown men in a ship not much wider than your living room. It's so nice and compact that the first rule of the submarine service is hang your blues in your bunk and your rate at the gangway. This is a picture of me on a surfboard. And uh, and this is a picture of me with that hula dancer. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is me with the waitress at the Royal Palm. Well, that takes care of the outdoor sports. Now, just what did you do with your evenings? Uh, no details, just a brief resume. Ah, those nights. Five days in Hawaii and I didn't lose a minute. Oh, no, brother. Dream on, little man. How do you like this number, Steve? Uh, don't look too quick. Just, uh, well, you're liable to get blind, sort of sneak up on it. Well, for a little man, Sammy, you seem to have done all right. Seem? You guys sure take a lot of convincing. Just let me say it'll be a long time before the female population of Hawaii forgets Tommy Crown. Of course, I made sure I didn't spread myself too thin. After all, I gotta save something for the girls in Manila. <laughs> I go on duty in about 20 minutes. I'll radio ahead and let them know you're coming. Yeah, do that, my good man, and, uh... I'll see what I can do about getting a friend for you. Hey, Steve. Huh? How do you spell Oahu? O-A-H-U. Iris, you got pretty good taste in dames. What do you think about Seems this little like number? Seems like finish this letter, Tony. Huh? should have known better than that. It's a married man. All of us make mistakes. Imagine writing a letter to a dame, even if she is your wife, when you're a thousand miles from the nearest mailbox. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah, I think maybe when I get to Manila, I'm going to apply for a transfer. There's no place to stretch your legs on a sub. I was brought up on the east side of New York. Only six of us in four rooms. We was aristocrats. Real class. <laughs> you think this sub is crowded? Where I come from, the whole neighborhood lives in your kitchen. You go to sleep, listen to the Kowalskis tossing crockery. The, the Levine kids scraping a fiddle. And the O'Briens trying to marry off a daughter. Me? I like it. Hey, Steve, what's uh, today? What? I said, what's today? 
Uh, Sunday, I think. Every day's the same on a subway. Well, I gotta keep these letters in rotation. Promise Mary that I write every day. Oh, brother, no dame is gonna put a collar on me. Nah, it must be Sunday. Seems like Sunday. I mean the date. We left Hawaii on, uh, I think the 5th. So count. Friday was the 5th? I know, because I had to break a date with Duke, somebody's daughter. Saturday was the 6th. So this is Sunday, December 7th. Every day is the same on a sub. Even that day. We were cruising along the surface, making 12 knots. The sun was shining. Sea was calm. It was like any other morning. By an unspoken agreement, the men avoided the war in Europe, and the morning mess was noisy with the coming Rose Bowl game, where we'd celebrate New Year's Eve and the merits of the food on a submarine. So it's good. That's great. And they don't short save you. I had a hitch on a cruiser. My wife throws out better stuff than they serve. Okay, so the food is good. I've been in phone booths with more leg room than a sub. Steve, I got it. I got the whole thing solved. Oh, it's impossible. It can't be done. You owe me a fiver. Nothing is impossible. Tough, maybe, but not impossible. Pass the bread. What's not impossible? Getting a dame aboard a sub. Figured the whole thing out. Just got the last minor detail. Now, remember... The bet is that only the enlisted guys can know. You gotta get her past the duty officer, through the conning tower. What do you mean, conning tower? The bet was get her aboard. Pass the salt. It's right in front of you. Now, here's how I can do it. Tommy, not even you Please, can... you're referring to Tommy Crown. And when I say I can do something... All hands. All hands. Now hear this. This is the captain. We have just received a dispatch that the Japanese commenced hostilities by attacking Pearl Harbor this morning. We just left one. We have no details, but you can rest assured we won't like what we hear. Pearl Harbor? Why Pearl Harbor? Shut up. We will execute unrestricted air and submarine warfare against Japan. I'll give you more when I get it. It don't seem possible. Okay. So they want to fight. Those little... I never believed they'd really do it. I ain't hungry. Nothing. No warning. Just blast away. <laughs> and to think Admiral Perry showed them where we live. Well, I never even seen a Jap. I've been in Chinatown, only I guess the Japs don't... Hey, Irish, where you going? You better write to Mary. Tell her I'll be a little late for dinner. In a word, we were sick. Sure, we'd been trained for war. War was our business. Only in the United States Navy, you didn't go around looking for business. You tried to avoid it. We were stunned, scared, and sick. The chiefs and officers were crowded into the wardroom by the cat. As he gave us the details, we got a lot sicker. You'd better make yourself secure because this is going to kick you around. How bad, sir? Miller, if only half of what they reported is true, we're flat on our back. Pearl Harbor took a beating. And there's not much left of it. Or of the Pacific Fleet. The Arizona? A direct hit in the magazine. Look, I don't suppose... Only in round numbers, no casualty list. My brother was on the Arizona. It's not good. The Arizona, the Pensy, the California, the Shaw, Ogala. Just about everything that was floating. It's the whole Pacific fleet. Close enough. They haven't separated the dead from the wounded, but there'll be plenty of both. What are our orders, sir? We'll follow Plan Able. We have plenty of fuel and plenty of torpedoes. And we're going to cruise our assigned sector of the Pacific and make sure that we're out of torpedoes before we're out of fuel. Um, what shall I tell the men, sir? The truth. Yes, sir. And just so they won't get too cocky, tell them the Pacific is a Japanese ocean. I told them the truth, and then some more of the truth. 
If you've been brought up to play it fair, it takes a while to get used to the fact that the other guy plays dirty. We heard about the sneak punch, but we didn't think anyone would pull it on us, which made us a candidate for all-world sucker. At first, the men got sick. Then they got sore. Then they started thinking of the shipmates at Pearl, and they got sick again. Steve, you spent a leave in Tokyo. What are they like? How should I know? But you were there. You, you ought to know. I don't. That's all there's to it. I don't know what they're like. In the cartoons, they all wear glasses. Yeah, I've seen some of those. Only that don't tell you anything. My old lady wears glasses. All those ships. Makes you feel sort of naked. And not me. Cocky. You know what? We were so cocky, they pushed our teeth in. They've got buck teeth. Well, I don't feel cocky. I think maybe we got a long fight on our hands. We sure better down for it. Irish on the top bunk, you under him, me under you, and under me is sleeping a nice, fat torpedo. I only hope your bunk ray mate doesn't roll out of bed. <laughs> Not Annie. I'm saving her for a Jap battleship. Annie? What a stupid name for a torpedo. No bite. No nothing. You want to know why I named her Annie? No. I promise you won't tell the rest of the guys. I promise you'll keep it a secret. I said no. Well, how about you, Irish? What have I got to lose? Well, say you promise and I'll tell you. I promise. I now pronounce you man and wife. Uh, yeah, maybe I better not tell you. Tommy, if this is another one of those stories with no answer... No, I'm... no, it's only that... Okay. A couple of years ago, I had my first leave, so I went back to the old neighborhood. And you met a girl named Annie. Yeah, this kid had everything. Looks, yeah. big year. Yeah, yeah. And so I come home in my brand new sailor suit, and uh -huh. I bunk into her accident. Oh, sure. Okay, so don't believe me, only it was an accident. But I figured I might as well take advantage of it. So I grabbed her and kissed her. Keep going. That's all. I kissed her. And that's why you're calling the torpedo Annie? Yeah. Did she have a wallop? Captain, I got a target coming out of that overcast on the port bow. Port sound. Port sound, Roddy. What have you got? Target on port bow, range 25-00, bearing 340. Other high-speed drop noises from 325 to dead ahead, sir. Must be target screen. Helmsman, keep on this course. Aye, aye, sir. Kick her up to two-thirds. All ahead, two-thirds. Aye, aye, sir. We can get her, Mr. Miller, if we can get by our escort. Captain. Captain here. Something's closing in on us fast. High-speed prop. Keep on it. Mark. Bearing 305, range 1800. Three destroyers, zero angle on the bow. The cans are making a run. Pull the plug. the plug. That's Navy for crash dive. When a submarine digs her nose straight into the belly of an ocean, the insides of a man begin to contract. A thousand things come into your mind. How close are they? How fast can we get down? How much ocean can we put between us? Nobody talks. Nobody breathes. Everybody prays. You're a sitting duck and you know it. You're a scared pigeon trying to pull an ocean over your head. And then, with an easy sway and move, the sub levels off. Everything is turned off. There, there isn't a sound. You count the depth charges that are searching for your back. And then, when the first couple don't hit you, try to make casual conversation to see if anyone else is as scared as you are. Close. Uh, they still haven't got our position. How long you figure we've been sitting here, Boats? Eight hours, maybe more. Hard to tell. Don't those guys ever give up? Yeah, they get a nice shiny medal from the ambulance. That close enough for you, Boats? That was close. Hey, watch the way you're swinging that foot, Tommy. Huh? If your heel hits that torpedo, the sound will shoot right into their detecting gear, and then... Boom. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta watch that. 
Say, Boats, you don't think they can hear us talk. I mean, the captain said if we kept from yelling... Relax. I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed, only I don't want to carry it too far. Say, uh, how do you spell the... Um... You're not writing another letter. Not now. Why not? Hey, you got a point. Give me a pencil, Steve. Huh? Or here. Now, what dame is just dying to hear from me? Annie? Betty? Carol? Dinah? How about it? You're still around. You can afford patience when you got a pat hand. Want to talk about it, Miller? About what, Captain? Come on, kid. Get it off your chest. You'll feel better. I'd feel better if I had a chance to get even. It's funny how hard I want to get even. You don't know for sure that your brother. What chance did he have? What chance did any of them have? Well, you can't tell. You made the rounds with me. All the boys know somebody at Pearl. They figure maybe their buddy was the lucky one. You have to figure it that way. It was Mom's favorite. Funny, isn't it? We were twins. And he was Mom's favorite. got his box, Steve. Think I'd better walk back and tell the captain? After all, it ain't fair not to tell the old man. Yeah, let him guess for a while. He loves surprises. How do you figure it, Boats? We're perfectly safe. All right, come on, Boats. Stop with the bilge. Well, in a dice game, I'm betting right. Well, that's as good an answer as any. Eight solid hours, no sign of a stop. How much of this can a guy take? Lots. Yeah. If we could only get a crack at him. If we only didn't have to sit and take it. We shake our bustle and they'll bust us apart. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. I'm, I'm just talking so I don't have to think. Hey, you're worrying about nothing. Anybody else got a comment? No comment. The Pacific is a big ocean. I've covered every inch of it. If they split us open, you'll cover about three feet of the bottom. That's why they give us more pay. You know, an old sailor once told me they could afford it because subs don't have survivors. Now, that's a cute thought. What did you guys do in civilian life? Scare little babies? I wondered whether we could get to you. You know, I'm soaked... Everything is sticking to me. Nerves, nerves. Now, Tommy here, nothing bothers him. Button it up, Steve. No, he don't bother me. You see, I'm letting the captain handle the Japs. Oh, that's considerate. Me? I, I got a problem. So is the captain. The way I figure it, this is December 24th. <laughs> Goes to show you what an education will do. And I'm stuck in a submarine sitting under the Pacific. At least you got company. So it's Christmas Eve, and I'm going down in history... A hero. ...as the only guy who ever hung a stocking on the warhead of a torpedo. In our Navy, the term qualified in submarines has a very special meaning... You see, submarine service requires far more than the ordinary because the submarine itself is an efficient but highly complicated and specialized type of warcraft. And in times of war, a submarine frequently operates independently in waters controlled by the enemy. So the Blue Jackets who serve as crew members aboard our submarines must be men who are physically fit, superior in their specialties, and proven in their intelligence and judgment. Each must be a volunteer with a strong desire to serve aboard undersea's craft. Submarine service is a challenge to the youth of America because membership is highly selective. And for those who are selected, there's the opportunity to win dolphins, the coveted insignia, which indicates that the wearer is qualified in submarines, a member of the team which forms one of our first lines of national defense, 
the submarine service of the United States Navy. Sweating it out down there, listening to Japanese depth charges makes a man get old long before his time. Jokes just don't seem to come off. Conversation dies, and the men crawl into their own memories. You'd be amazed how cold you can get in a 90-degree temperature. And then, just as suddenly as they started, the depth charges stopped. We followed the three Jap destroyers on the sonar and listened to them disappear. We sat for a couple of more hours and then began to slowly pick ourselves up and take a look. The captain swung the periscope around once, twice, and decided that this part of the Pacific was ours. So we left and headed for Japan, which was theirs. I just don't get it. Here we are in the middle of a war. Here we are trying to beat ourselves in Tokyo Bay, and I'm washing down ladders. That's to keep you in shape. I should be sitting by that torpedo tube keeping any company. Mm -hmm. I'll speak to the captain. Never mind. When I see him, I'll handle it myself. He's been topside so long, he don't realize that he's wasting my talents. Look, stop talking. Keep scrubbing. No, you sound like my mother. (laughs) Fate worse than death? Believe me, that captain... Everything all right, ma'am? Yes, sir. All right as rain, captain. I was just telling Irish here that with you at the helm, we got nothing to worry about. Well, the Navy must have changed since my day. When I was washing down, I always figured the captain was wasting my talents. Carry on. <laughs> what was it you were going to tell the captain? <laughs> Irish, the guy ain't you. How about it, Sparks? Nothing, sir. It should be. I got an idea that enemy troop ships are leaving their home port for the Philippines. I'll let you get a crack at one. Yes, sir. Carry on, and Sparks, if you pick up anything in these waters, it'll be Jap. You sleeping, Irish? Yeah. I can't sleep. Every time I close my eyes, I remember how it was a few hours ago. Uh, What time is it? Not... Five in the morning? Yeah. We go on duty at eight. Try to keep it down and knocked out. Yeah. They celebrate Christmas in Japan? Yeah, I guess so. Some do, some don't. That don't make sense. Those that have been converted. Only I doubt very much if they dare celebrate anything but the Emperor's birthday. Every minute we get closer to Japan. I ain't chicken, only uh, I wish Sparks was bunking with us. He'd keep us posted. They sure could use a newspaper. Radio would be better. Just to hear a newscaster every hour on the hour. You'll write to your wife yet, Irish? Yeah. About two hours ago. Well, next time you write, say hello for me. Attention kept mounting. We were so deep into enemy waters it made our skin crawl just to think about it. But we had the full details of the Pearl Harbor raid, and we wanted a chance to get even, to show them that we were in condition to go the full route. You want to see me, Captain? I've got an idea that I can catch an enemy convoy when it heads for the Philippines. How does this route look? That would depend on their destination. Supposing it was Manila Bay... Now, the fleet that blasted Pearl Harbor might rendezvous with a troop convoy. Yeah, yeah, but we, we still don't know how strong the British are. They're worse off than we are. We'll take our chance. All right, then I'd come around here. Right past this group of islands, pick up my protection, and then full steam for any point in the Philippines I wanted. Port Sound calling the captain. This is the captain in control room. Go ahead, Port Sound. Just picked up heavy screws on Port Bow. Estimated range about 8,000 yards. I can pick her up in the periscope. Come on, Miller. Scope. Hello, baby. Welcome to the party. Take a look, Miller. It's all alone. What do you make of a troop or a supply ship? Let me take another look. I'd say we're about 1,500 yards off a track. Well, I'll pick up our scope. You could roll dice on that sea. We'll take our chances. 
Sound battle stations, mister. And tell them to hold onto their hats. Why don't we get the word? Annie wants to go swimming. Scuttlebutt says we're tailing the troop ship. Well, it's been long enough. You could be halfway down a smokestack by this time. Yeah, you're wishing, Tommy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Look who's talking. We gotta get close. Real close. We can only see what we're heading for. Come on, Captain. Give us the word. Give us the word. They haven't picked us up yet. We're in their own backyard, so they think they've got nothing to worry about. Make ready all bar tubes. Open the outer doors. Captain. What does it sound? I picked up something else dead ahead. Comes back like a destroyer. I can't see too far on that bearing. No change in bearing. She's heading for us? Yes, sir. Keep me posted. Steady as you go, helmsman. What's generated range and bearing, Mr. Miller? Three five double O. Three zero zero. Not close enough. Destroyer or no destroyer, I want this baby and I want her bad. Could have swum that far in half the time. And all I know is the dog paddle. If we get picked up, half the Jap Navy will be down our throats. Yeah, I hope the captain's playing it safe. I can only think of a name for my torpedo. Any any kind of a name. Oh, what a time to wake up. Where you been, Irish? There's a war on. Stand by for final observation and shoot. Bearing, mark. Mark. Three, four, two. Set. Range, mark. Down scope. One, three, seven, five. Set. Hang on the bow. Starboard 70. Solution check, skipper. Gyro regulators match. Stand by. Ready on one. That's you, Irish. That's you. I'm ready. I'm ready. You think I'm deaf? Fire one. Eight, seven, six, five, four. Torpedo three. running hot, straight and normal. Five, two. Be there, Annie. Be there, Annie. Be there, Annie. Be there, Annie. Oh, we got one home, Mary. We got one home. Shut up. The door's still open, Annie. Both of them. They both connected. How do you like that? Oh, you know what I got to say to them chaps? Irish, hold me back before I kiss this ugly little sailor. So I say to them, Merry Christmas, you jerks. about five seconds and then hauled our tails out of there. It didn't take a naval genius to know that the enemy was swooping down to get us. We headed south, then east, back south. And when our torpedoes were exhausted and our fuel almost gone, we put back to Pearl Harbor. Our conning tower proudly wore a broom signifying a clean sweep and three little rising suns signifying that we might be down, but we were far from out. And to the poem that ended... So, Sally, my garden now, we added, now, but not for long. All hands secure until 1730 next Sunday. National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with the United States Navy Recruiting Service, has brought you another in the series of dramatic incidents based on experiences of the men and women of the United States Navy. In today's story, Boats was Arnold Robertson, and the cast included Jackson Beck, Joe Curtin, Lyle Sudrow, Bill Suckert, Grant Richards, and Leon Janney. 
program was written and directed by David Harmon and produced by Chick Vincent and Cy Levine. Tune in again next week at this same time when the National Broadcasting Company will once again present... Now hear this. Stay tuned for You Can't Take It With You on NBC. That's going to do it for the Relic Radio Show for this week. If you want to find more from I Love Adventure, now hear this. Past episodes of this show, all the others. Thousands of old-time radio episodes available to listen to at the website relicradio.com. Our shoutcast stream is up there as well. And, as always, if you'd like to help support it all, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the site. Your support makes all of this happen. My thanks, as always, to those who have helped out, and thanks for joining me today. Be back next Tuesday with another episode of the Relic Radio Show.